yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, which is MSOTD Rocks or Rock and Metal Thrive. Wish you another good day. I believe this is the 29th of July. Yeah, we're already getting close to, you know, August. With a lot of good releases. But before we get into that, and before we get into this podcast, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness, again for sponsoring this podcast. Again, you guys know me. I love mosh pits. I love the fact that concerts are back. And I'm going absolutely crazy in those. But shit, I got to make sure I'm fit. And I'm not going to tap out during those long festivals. And so I want to make sure I'm fit. I want to make sure I hit the gym and make sure I recover right. Make sure I'm prepared right. And when it comes to the supplements, Phoenix Fitness takes care of all that with different proteins, pre-workouts, BCAA recovery, multivitamins, whatever it might be. Our listeners get 15% off using the code MSOTD at checkout. Link description below, so be sure to check that out. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. And now time to our main attraction. And this one's got me smiling because this is a hard rock and punk rock infused band out of Sweden. Oh, yeah, you guys know me. I love my Swedish bands like Al Ravonda, and this one is just as fun. So... Claudia and Oliver from the band Tricky Smiler on the podcast today. We talk a lot about a lot of fun things like how they found their guitarist, their latest EP Nightmare, and of course, a lot of other great things as well, including the Swedish scene, what they did during 2020, and fun stories to boot. So, hell, enough with me talking. Let's get to the podcast. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression podcast. It was kind of tricky to pick out a shirt for this band when I wore it to uh, record with them. So I'm like, it's got to be something that's a little bit tricky. It's got to have a smile to it. Okay, that's kind of seeing where I'm going with this. That's why I'm wearing an Ice Night Kill shirt with Mickey Mouse smiling and having the Freddy Krueger claws. So this band comes to us from Sweden. You guys know I like my Swedish bands. They have a hard rock music sound with a lot of punk influences in there. So we're going to have something that you guys know I'm going to enjoy. So please welcome Claudia and Oliver from the band Tricky Smile. So both of you, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you, man. Great to be here. Great to have you both. And especially for both of you taking out time during Sweden summer to record with me. Because I am not. I know Sweden summer doesn't last all too long. No, I don't, and it's midsummer weekend as well, and it's a big, big thing in Sweden. Midsummer weekend, we we all celebrate and party and stuff. So, but you know, I'm not Swedish. I'm actually Polish, and the midsummer thing is, it's nice, but at the same time, it's weird. You like dance around a very big penis. Yeah, it's a it's a big penis. It's it's like a big pole of uh, of flowers and stuff. It looks kind of like a penis, but and people dance around it. You dance around it. You drink vodka. You you have a few beers, it, and it's awesome. And you jump like frogs. Yeah, you jump like frogs. It's amazing. Okay, jumping around like frogs while drinking a lot of beer and dancing around a flower statue that looks like a penis. Yeah. My question is, why the hell am I not there right now? Yeah, yeah that's be, a good question. Man, you need to be here. <laughs> Come here next summer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm planning on coming uh, over to Europe again because I was there in 2019. I'm planning on coming over. I was originally planning on coming over in 2020, but of course, COVID happened, so fuck that. Then I was going to come over this year, but all of a sudden it's like, okay, not sure what travel restrictions are still going to be as everything starts to open up. Plus, it was like every single band announced tours here in the U.S. all at the exact same time. And it's like, okay, now I'm going to this show, this show, this show. I'm going out here for this one. So everything kind of got convoluted. Plus, from what I've been told from people, especially for what I would enjoy, 
is to come to Europe, especially in like May or September after a lot of the summer holidays have been really concluded and everyone's kind of back in the foray things. Plus with me, with all the bands I want to see, instead of going on like the summer festival circuit, now once you get into like the like end of spring and then beginning of fall, everyone kind of starts going back to more local shows, more club shows and Honestly, that's where I want to be. Like, I want to see all these bands as much as possible, get into a mosh pit, and potentially end up in an Austrian hospital with some guy that's, like, probably trying to stitch up my face. Like, okay, you got a huge cut here. We got to stitch us up. Be like, all righty, man, just get me a beer and I'll be good. It was worth it, man. It was worth it. No, yeah, man, live shows has been – it's been rough being in without music, like live shows. We Because we both go to festivals a lot, a lot of festivals and a lot of shows, and it's been rough, man. Have there been any have there been any festivals that have been announced within Sweden? Because I know really when it came to Europe, like they had the Download Pilot Fest in England, but really that's all I've been seeing so far. I think we have a few festivals booked in like later this year. Yeah, maybe in September. Yeah, no, no, November, December, maybe. I I think think way out west said that they are. Okay. probably going to be this yeah year. so so later this year in hopefully hopefully it will happen i mean, I mean so- every i was gonna say everything looks like it's going to because i mean just take a look at their i mean again download pilot just happened in england that's over today about ten thousand people for that and that was a success we're having a lot more uh festivals starting up here in america in like starting in june or july i should say and then like september rolls around and then it's pretty much full go from that moment. It's ridiculous with how many f- festivals are happening. I'm just thinking, yeah. okay, my wallet and my bank account are absolutely <laughs> hating every second of this. But I look back at last year and I was begging for something like this. Like, I want to oh, go yeah. back to live shows. I'd much rather have too many shows to go to than no shows to go to. Because if I have to pick and choose, and it's like, okay, at least I get to go to some shows instead of not going. Hell, it's like every time a tour gets announced, I'm looking and like, can I make this work? I mean, recently, Ice Night Kills just announced their like their return tour. I'm like, okay, they're playing two hours away from me on a Friday night and then an hour away from me on a Tuesday night. Which yeah. one do I go to? It's like, and I'm still thinking, okay, I bought the Friday night one because I can stay overnight somewhere. But I'm like, do I still make that Tuesday one? I'm not sure about that. And I'm just still constantly trying to tell my mind, you can do it, man. You got this. You can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you can make it, man. You can always make it. I think the last show we were at was uh, November 2019. Was it Frank Carter? Yeah, it was Frank yeah, Carter and Rattlesnakes. And it, it what so a way to good. go, man. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes in Sweden. Oh, amazing show. Oh, and that is... Very that good is... band. With oh, them, Kid Capisci. Kid Capisci were an opening the show, man. It, it, it was just the best thing. Mm-hmm. So. See, I, I kind of know the feel. The last show that I went to before, like, everything shut down was... Uh, it was The Word Alive, Escape the Fate, and Falling in Reverse. Okay. And it was just absolutely ridiculous. And all of a sudden, everything shut down. I'm like, okay, when am I going to get another one? Am I going to get another one? Right before... Right at the end of May, I finally got my first one back at a bar like with, like, 250 people there. And it was just... It was just fun. I'm like, I'm just happy to be back. But then all of a sudden, once those festivals get going, I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun. Now I'm back into the foray, back into the fold. And then I get this whole entire awesome stretch within the span of four weeks where I get to see Rise Against four different times in four different states here in America. I get to see him out in Las Vegas. I get to see him in Chicago. I get to see him at my home, Milwaukee. And I get to see him at Blue Ridge Rock Fest in Virginia in the span of four weeks. It was like, nice. we need Rise Against in Sweden as well. Mm. They never come to Sweden. Rise Against never come to Sweden. We need them. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> we really I mean, Rise Against. It's one of the best 
in, in my world at least, it's one of maybe top, at least top five bands. Rise Against is awesome. I'll yeah. say you're talking to someone whose favorite band is Rise Against. They've been my favorite band since I was 14 years old. And as so many other bands keep coming out, I still enjoy so many other bands. It's like every time I just like, no, nothing can overtake Rise Against. It's just uh, every just... time I listen to that band, I feel like myself again. Hell, there was a time when I was afraid to listen to them just because of different things that were going on in my life and how it impacted my mind. I'm just like, this is, I just didn't want to listen to anything because I had different memories associated with so many of their songs that now all of a sudden I didn't want to associate myself with those memories. I'm like, shit, this is horrible. Luckily, it was in, I mean, in 2017, right as uh, the Wolves album released. So like I had something to hang on to. I'm like, okay, I have to go see this band live to try and get something back. Yeah. From the first note of that first riff on uh, on Wolves, I'm just like, I'm back, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the music is so smart as well. It's it's just hats up to the guys. It's it's amazing music, Rise Against. I really love it. What did you think of Nowhere Generation? Nowhere Generation was, in my opinion, top ten songs ever made. Ooh. Well, how about this? What about the album as a whole, the whole No War Generation album? What did you think of that in terms of... I really liked the whole album. It was, it was just... it was, Dude, you can't... You don't mess with Rise Against. It's just amazing. It's good stuff, man. Because I was looking, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to find some bands where like, who is this, who's just like, you take a look at their discography, and it's just consistently good all the way through. And I was looking, I'm like, Rise Against is there. I got to put AFI in there as well. It's just like, their sound is completely different from album to album, but it's still consistently good. Silverstein is one of those bands where I'm like, every time I listen, I'm never blown away by them, but I'm never disappointed. Like, it's always just around that, like, good marker. And then recently, another band that just released a new album, but like, every single album they've released has been fantastic, uh, Beartooth. Beartooth is awesome. I mean, it, it's really hard, man. It, even The Clash released bad music at a few points. Even The mm-hmm. Clash. But so to release to release music and have, have all albums been really good, it's, it's hard, man. You can't do it. The Hives can do it. The Hives are awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it's- it. It's very rare to do it, but for those that do it, it's just, I mean, for people like, like we just connect with that music like crazy. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing because every time something new comes out, we're not sure we're going to, we're not sure what to fully expect, but we know the quality is going to be there from these yeah. bands. So that's why it's like when in June, I'm like when Rise Against and Beartooth are both releasing albums, I'm just like, this is going to be just a nuts month. I'm just like, yeah, I'm looking forward to these. And, and by the end of the year, right now, the way it looks, both those albums will be in my top five from the year. I'm not sure where they'll rank. The other one I know probably is going to end up in there is Sleep Society by While She Sleeps, because that album was freaking awesome as well. So I'm just like, what's going to end up as number one? What, what was that band? I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of them. While She Sleeps? I think I saw them live. <laughs> you saw them live? Yeah, I watched them on Bring Me the Horizon <laughs> concert with my friends. Maybe. A few years ago. I'll say that would make sense because While She Sleeps is a metalcore band from England. So if they're touring with Bring Me the Horizon, that just makes so much sense. Yeah, I think okay. I, I saw them. I think so. Yeah, they, I've, I've never heard of them. I need to check them out. Thank you, man. Yeah, go check it out. Especially their new album, Sleep Society. I, that album was absolutely fantastic. But how about this? Enough with other people's music. Enough with other people's albums. Let's start. Let's actually really get this podcast started out the right way. So... I want the both of you to introduce yourselves by answering me three questions. I do this to everybody. The first two questions are 
I'm going to say rather simple. If you don't answer these questions, I might question what's going on. But the <laughs> third one, the third one is my favorite because it does put you on the spot a little bit, but in a very fun way. So the first question is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to the band Tricky Smile, what do you do? But the third question is, I want to know a little fun fact, a little fun, interesting story about yourself, either just like something from your life or something within the band that will hopefully make me laugh so hard that I fall out of my chair laughing, smack my head on the table, give myself another concussion. A couple examples that I've heard that are my favorites are, there's a band, they took they uh, they took a chloroform rag, chloroformed their lead singer, knocked him out, dragged him to a beach in Florida, buried him halfway in the sand, put a bunch of ketchup around his legs so it made it look like his legs got bit off by a shark. Oh my God. There's another one uh, from the guys in Waking Terror. They're one of my favorites as well. They were on the road and, well, one of the guys had to go to the bathroom, but you couldn't stop. So he just went in a cup and a bottle and he decided to throw the bottle out the window full of pee. <laughs> Only problem was the windows were open in the whole entire van and the bottle ended up coming back through the back window and basically gave the drummer a golden shower. Oh, oh yeah, hooray for golden no. shower. <laughs> So those the like those two always I know there's so many more but those two always 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 sound my mind. Oh, I got another one. Uh, another story from uh, Doc Coyle, the uh, lead guitarist from Bad Wolves. He told me a story about uh, when he was in a previous band back in 2001, how he ended up at a uh, at some random girl's house in Cardiff, and he doesn't know exactly what happened. He lost his he lost like anybody any contact with anybody, and he thought that like he was gonna end up be like, okay, you know, I'm gonna settle down with this girl, and this is just the way of life is now, I guess. Until yeah. his manager like literally broke down the door and was like, we've been looking for you for hours, and apparently he was only three houses down from where they were staying. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, I dragged out, I got dragged out of there, and I've never seen that girl again. So. <laughs> It's a good story, though. Yeah, so there's those are a couple of the many hilarious stories that I've heard over this podcast, and those I always bring up those as examples, not only to get the creative juices flowing, but also to give you a little bit of time to maybe think about something, also to make you laugh as well, because those stories are freaking hilarious. So whoever wants to start, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> yeah, you go first. Well, my name is Claudia. Uh, I sing in Smile, and I also play guitar. Right now, I don't have any hilarious stories, to be honest. We have a lot of good stories. I mean, okay, so Tom Oliver, I play bass in Tricky Smile. But I think, I don't know if it's a fun story, but it's kind of funny. But at least it's interesting when me and Luva went to Ukraine, basically. We went there to and drink beers and just enjoy yourself and we what behind this bar we're just watching i think we were going out to pee we were watching and this you, you can just see this shadow in the distance and our guitar player is called lethal Rath. Rath was sitting in, in that alley basically he was just sitting there and no one knows why and we can to this day no one can talk to him we we don't know the language we basically basically went up to him and went you want to be in a band you want to be, can you play the guitar and he went da i can play the guitar <laughs> <laughs> so that's it so uh, since then it, he moved to sweden he moved in with us he's been with us ever since <laughs> so he so a drunken stupor through the Ukraine and you guys were peeing. You guys found this guy sitting on there. You asked him to play guitar in a band and he is your, he's been your lead guitarist ever since. 
And and you know what? Hands down, he's the best guitar player you'll ever meet. Yeah, absolutely. He's the best guitar player you'll ever meet. And even if he looks like he's not fun, <laughs> he's fun as hell. Yeah, he's fun as hell. He, he kind of makes noises sometimes. It's really hard to try and talk to the man because we don't really know the language. We we try to speak English with him, and it's like it, it, he kind of rants off in Ukraine sometimes and, and just screams at us. But the best guitar player in the world. The problem is that I understand sometimes because yeah. Polish and Ukraine are not yeah. so different. Yeah. Understandable, but that's still just absolutely insane. The fact that you have a lead guitarist and there's some sort of a language barrier there. However, it still completely works out given the fact that it seems like your direction and your mindset around the music is going to be the same. So that's where the connection is made. Very similar to like football as well, where you have different people from different countries playing the pitch at the exact same time. And I mean, hell, I'll play here in in, in, uh, in the United States and I'll be playing with guys that only speak Spanish. Hell, I was playing with my buddy who's his whole entire like team only spoke uh, Thai. That was it. And then it was, and then he spoke Thai and English. And then me, they brought me in for one game just to get, because they needed some help. And I only speak English. I didn't know what the hell these guys were saying, but anytime they said something, I just looked up and I instantly knew exactly what they were calling for. It's like, okay, if you want a long ball, do you just want a short pass? You want me to lead you going forward? You want a through ball? Whatever it might be. I'm just like, holy shit, how the hell am I figuring this out? I'm just thinking when people have kind of like a same mentality and the same goal and around whatever they're doing, there is some sort of a universal language, universal understanding, even if there is a language barrier. Yeah, man. For us, at least, we like usually just let the music talk for itself and you kind of play something to Rasmus and he goes okay that sounds shit I'm gonna do it better and it does it way better and you just let the man go and it's he's just amazing well probably I think what the reason behind that is what Rasmus is able to do is whenever you're playing something he's able to pick up on exactly what you're trying to go for yeah. But he, it's like you're just like maybe your skill level just isn't necessarily there to per, like pull out exactly the sound you want to pull out. But he knows exactly what you're trying to do. So then he's going to do it. And then, boom, now you have exactly what you wanted, what you were going for. And all you had to do was play. And he's like, no, no, no. Try this. OK, done. Basically, that's it. And even even when when I ride a riff. And I like show it to Rasmus and I go, this is, this sounds good, right? And he goes, yeah, it's, it sounds really good, but this is better. This is just better. Listen try to this, this man. <laughs> try this. And he just goes for it. And he, the best guitar player in in the world that I have, I've ever met. And I've met a lot of them. <laughs> so I'm pretty but sure that- You train guy that don't, that don't know Swedish, that don't know English. Is but knows how to play the fucking guitar. Yeah, it, that basically, I, I've never seen the man cook. I don't know if if, if he ever eats. I don't, but he can play the guitar better than anyone. But can the man cook? I don't know. Can he tie his shoelaces? I don't know. But he can play the guitar. He might try and overtake Austin Powers as the top international man of mystery. Yeah, yeah, truly. And Claudia can be Mr. Evil, Doctor Evil. <laughs> Thanks. I guess <laughs> I was kind of half expecting all of a sudden her just to go like this, just like, yeah, here's <laughs> Doctor Evil. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of half expecting on stage all of a sudden at some point. Clyde's just gonna end up singing and just go like this. 
Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be like, one oh shit. Million dollars. <laughs> one million kerjillion shabadiru million yen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, I think it's a good story when basically we met this guy in, in Ukraine <laughs> drunk. We we were drunk as well and we just just went up to him and went and we knew we needed a guitar player. We, but, we were looking for a guitar player and basically just went, hey man, can you play the guitar? You know, I can play the guitar. <laughs> but some of those greatest moments and like some of those greatest connections end up happening, honestly, like when you're in like a drunken super, you're just going out and having a good time. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah. I mean, hell, I mean, hell, like, because uh, in 2019, when I was over in Europe, it was just like, because I, I started out in Croatia because I was doing this whole entire thing with 30 Seconds of Mars, but I met two of my friends out there the day beforehand, and we're just like going along the waterfront along the uh, Adriatic Sea, just, just finding all the cafes, all the bars, just drinking, and it was like every time I go up and go up to the bars, like, okay, can I get this, 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 and this? All of a sudden, it was I start talking to the bartender because they weren't busy, and it was like talking for like two, three minutes, and next thing you know, like I'm getting shots left and right, and we're all having a blast, and it's like... <laughs> And, I, and if I'm leaving the bar, everyone's like, no, don't go, don't go. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to go, but I want to check out as many of these places as I possibly can. And then the same kind of thing happened when I was in Amsterdam. It was just like, alrighty, I'm going to sit down uh-huh. at this bar. I ordered one. First, when I got to Amsterdam, I was there for 40 hours. I ordered one drink the, right when I got there. It was the first thing I ordered. I ordered a Heineken. Then I started talking to this one guy that's from Chicago. I'm like, how the hell do I have to meet a guy that lives 90 miles away from Nerd me? Nerd guy, man. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, we're, he buys me a drink. Then two more people come to our group. All of a sudden, one other person buys me a drink. We go to a different bar. Now we've got like six people going to this bar. Someone buys me a drink there. We go to a different bar. Now there's like 12. The group kept doubling in size until it got to like 40 people. And then I ended up walking to a bar. I'd never, I'd been there for under four hours at this point. I walk in a bar and I hear some guy go, hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. I'm like, who the fuck knows my name? It's the bartender. I'm like, how the hell does this happen? I go up. How do you know my name? He's like, you're Kevin, the American guy, right? I'm like, clearly with a backwards baseball cap, but how do you know my name? Oh, people have been talking about you all night. And I'm like, I'm just hoping this guy shows up. Next thing you know, they give me this like full lot. They actually give me a boot, like a glass boot filled with Heineken. I'm just like, I cannot complain about this, man. This is, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. <laughs> You gotta love dust boots. Pretty much, yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know how. I'll put it this way: I don't know how I made it back to my hotel that night because I didn't get, I didn't leave till like you know two in the morning. I got back at like two thirty. I walked back. Yeah. And there was a guy saying out how my the hotel is like, hey man, my friends like my friends aren't coming down to get me. Can you let me in? Normally I should be like, nah, that's probably not the best idea. But I'm like, sure, fuck it. Who gives a shit? I'm just trying to go to bed anyway. I mean. Hey, thanks, man. You want to come up and smoke some weed with me and my friends? And I'm thinking, shit, I'm in Amsterdam. Why the fuck not? <laughs> so I smoked weed and drank with four guys from Yemen for the next hour. <laughs> Dude, speaking of good places, have you ever been to Prague? I have not, but I when I come over in 2022, I'm I, I'm what I'm planning on doing is I have to go to Northern Italy because I know a lot of the Italian metalcore bands. I've got a friend that lives in Bratislava, so I'm gonna go hang out with her. We're gonna end up spending like five days either in Slovakia. And then Austria, because I know Vienna has a crazy consciousness. So it's like, okay, let's go over there. And then also go to Prague as well. She's like, I'm not letting you go. If, dude, you're dude, not letting you not go, go to Prague. You need to go to Prague, man. It's amazing. Me, we went. A, you and Luva. Yeah, me and Luva went a few years ago. And we met this band called the Curlies. And they, they sing, in, sing, sing in Czech, basically. So you don't understand anything they're saying. But it's, it's awesome. the best punk rock. It, it's, it's just amazing punk rock. And so 
Prague overall, I think, is one of the best places I've ever been to. It's just the people and the city. It's, it's amazing, man. You need to go. If you get a chance, just go for it. We have a lot of great stories from. Yeah, we have a lot of great stories from Prague, but and I think and I think when we met the Curlys is probably the best of them. Basically, me and Lube were in this bar, and we heard this sound, but it was kind of muffled. We couldn't really hear it. And I went, I think the sound is coming from behind that door. And it was a small bar. It was like I think maximum twenty people could go in the, in the bar. But we heard this sound, and and I went, I think it's coming from behind that black door. In the middle of the wall, it was just so <laughs> random. This door, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I think it's come from there." And he went, "Open it, see what's behind it. See if it's if it's anything there. It might be a faucet." And I was like, "Okay, let's open it." <laughs> open the door, and it's oh, they can't remember four hundred and fifty people <laughs> behind this door, just eighteen-year-olds dancing and jumping to the curlies, and they they were just going for it. So we asked the bartender, like, can we go in? He was like, yeah, did, did you not know this is a, where, people, where shows happen? It's one of the best places in Prague to have a show, basically. And we, we had no idea. We just turned up. And he was like, yeah, go for it. Go in. You, you, you can go in and watch. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> so we went in. We danced. And basically... Uh, I think after 10 minutes, this this band, it, it was just 18-year-old girls watching this band. They're the pop group of Czech, basically. So they're ginormous. There. And, they, and they went, wall of death. You have to do the wall of death. So me and Luve and 400 18-year-old girls who went, did the wall of death. And it was just amazing. The best thing that's ever happened, man. So... Listen to the curlies, you won't understand a word, but they are amazing. And, and I can vouch for the really good guys. They're just made the We had a few beers with them after the show. They basically came, came up to me and Lube after the show and went, you're not from around here, are you? We went, yeah, no, we, we're from Sweden. And they went, yeah, you can tell. So. <laughs> well, you're blonde with blue eyes, so I don't know, but yeah. sure. <laughs> Come and have a few beers, basically. We went, okay, let's have a few beers with the band. Let's enjoy. Let's say, don't worry, if I show up there and I'm not wearing a hat, they might think we're kind of like I'm from the same place because, I mean, I've got a pretty black <laughs> yeah. <hat> myself. <laughs> yeah. I'll but, say that, that that's from primary, primarily Norwegian heritage, so. Yeah. <laughs> but shoot, I'm going to have to go find that place in Prague when I go because that just sounds insane. The fact that you have a mosh pit that's going to end up having and a wall of death with 15, like 18 year old girls just. Are yeah. you, like, are you kidding me? That sounds like a, that sounds like just one hell of a time because I mean, I've seen, some, I've seen some crazy wall of deaths over here in 2019 at Riot Fest. When the village people, a pop group from the 70s was playing, they played the YMCA song and people did a wall of death to it. And I'm just like, why the hell was that? <laughs> it, it, it was ridiculous. The only thing was I went the day beforehand to Riot Fest. I only bought a one-day ticket. And I'm like, well, I'm only buying a one-day ticket because really there's only one band I want to see at Riot Fest. So I, I only went one day to see Rise Against and I was I was still happy, but I was pissed. I'm like, I should have gone the second day. I should have gone again that uh, wall of death of the village people to say I was actually there. But I still have to bring up the story because it's still freaking hilarious. Dude, I don't think you can top 
a wall of death would be to lose people. I, th- I think that's the peak now. <laughs> I don't know. We we'll find some way to even like top that, but still, the fact that it, the fact that it just it just makes me laugh. With uh, you you just walk into this bar. It's like twenty people there, and all of a sudden you open this one door that's in the middle of the, <laughs> middle of the wall, <laughs> and all of a sudden there's four hundred fifty yeah. eighteen girls going crazy into the curlies. You're just like, holy fucking shit! That's where it's coming from. I didn't know this yeah. was here. Well, clearly you're not from around here. But can we can we can I go in? I mean, hell, yeah. I'll find that door. Be like. I'm not even gonna ask if I can go in. I'm just gonna walk in there, and if some if they kick me out, well, oh well, at least I tried. Dude, they, it was really shame with COVID, COVID, because we we booked a tour right before COVID when we we released the first single, "Fight Me." Fight me, bitch. Fight me, bitch. And I think that it, the day after it released, we booked a tour for Europe, basically for three weeks in Europe. I think. And we were gonna play with the curlies. You play with the curlies? Curlies again? Yeah, man. And I was so excited. I was like, "Yeah, we we have to play with the guys. It's it's gonna be amazing." And we were waiting. We had the thing booked, and then COVID happened. And everything at the same time. Yeah. And I really want to hang with the curlies. They're just amazing. The the lead guitar is guy on bagpipes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What? Yeah, it's a guy on bagpipes. They have no lead guitar. It's a guy on bagpipes who do all the solos. And it's you think it's going to sound harsh? It's the best sound. It's just amazing. It's a guy it on bagpipes. Like yeah, it it's a guy on bagpipes. And it's just awesome. <laughs> that's why you have to check them out. <laughs> yeah, man. You need to listen to it. <laughs> and that's also why fuck COVID, man. Because you guys could go on a tour with them. It would have been freaking hilarious. Just all of a sudden, you guys go up there. All of a sudden, the curlies go up there. You've got a bagpipe lead guitarist, <laughs> and you have a bunch of angel girls doing a wall of death. Yeah, Why the hell did COVID have to happen to prevent this from happening? Yeah, man, tricky smiling curlies. It's gonna happen at some point. It, I, I'm, I, even if the curlies don't want to do it, I'm gonna make sure it happens because I really want to see the curlies again. It was just the best thing. Just even if, even if it doesn't happen like the like a tour, just make sure you get like some sort of a one off show to happen. Just because, yeah. w- why not? It, it, you guys yeah. made a connection with the band. It, it, you probably, I'm pretty sure you're still friends with them. So why not make sure you still get a one like one chance in there, even if it's you know okay, it might be a little tough to get something going, but it would definitely be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if Curlis calls, I'm gonna show up. The freaky smile is gonna come. <laughs> Hell, even if cur- the curlies don't call, you're still gonna show up. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna knock on the door and be like, "Hey guys, you have to play." It's like, "Hey, uh, we're your opener." It's like, "Well, we have an op." Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell that opener, um, they they gotta cut their set short because uh, yeah. we got another opener to add to it. <laughs> <laughs> Let them go. Bring tricky smile. It's gonna be better. Well, shoot, next year, with that whole entire plan does come into place, and then I do make it to Prague, I'm going to have to let you both know and be like, hey, come to Prague. Why? We're, we gotta, I got to find that bar, man. I got to find that bar with that, with that door. The weird thing is, I don't really know. Even me or Lou, we don't remember what it's called. We don't remember where it's at. We just found it the one night. It's just like home at your mother. Yeah, with the, with the best burger? Yeah, with burger. We, we found it once hopefully once again <laughs> we tried to find it i think two days later we tried to find it again and we couldn't find it so i think it's one of those things where you you have to basically have seven beers in your body and then then you're gonna be able to find it but if you're sober you're not gonna be able to find it 
Well, uh, seven beers in your system in order to find it, I can definitely help you out with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, shit, I'll even, uh, I'll, I'll buy them all. I'll finance this. If we can yeah. find this place, I will make it happen. Because all of a sudden, you're going to be drunk as all hell. We're going to be stumbling around Prague. You're going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> that's it. And we're going to walk in this like random like building that makes no sense. Also, we're going to walk in and be like, this bar is really fucking small. Or what the fuck? You're like, no, this is it. There's the door, and we're all getting, and all of a sudden, then you open up the door, and you're just gonna hear, oh, yeah. <laughs> and doves are gonna end up flying out of there, and then you're gonna end up seeing a bunch of, again, eight year old girls going crazy with a wall of death of the curlies. We're gonna be like, and then bag bag types over them. Let's make it happen. Let, yeah. I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna keep you guys in contact whenever when I get over to Europe as well because I'm am go, I'm playing on again. It's northern Italy, Austria, Slovakia, Prague gonna end up in sweden at some point as well and then i've got to i've got to go a little bit further west i've got to end it the trip in some somewhere that you know a little bit closer to the other side of the continent so yeah i'm either gonna go back to amsterdam or stop in dublin but oh yeah man. it'll probably dublin. be amsterdam again i can't help it that place is too much fun even if it's not dublin go to go to london man or camden in, in england it's an amazing place you go you know, there and they they just all you hear is really good reggae and and it's amazing camden town man it's it's awesome <laughs> i really love it that's a word i think live shows and traveling places you love has been the hardest thing with covid because mm. i really miss england and we miss prague and all of our friends in poland and prague and all these places and it's been hard just staying at home but at least everybody's doing it together hopefully so well now that it's coming to me i gotta ask during that time when everything was shut down what was what were you doing with tricky smile in terms of the music were you guys trying to figure out what was going on were you guys writing a lot of music especially with the nightmare ep what was going on during that time from when the shutdown happened till about now wow. so I, I think we had the tour basically one and a half year of touring got cancelled in one weekend so and that was the plan after we released the first single fight me bitch and things just took off and we had this ginormous tour going on and nothing happened so we had a band meeting and said okay for how long do we think this is going to be the the entire tour is cancelled so for how long do we think it's going to be in we all thought it's good. It's probably going to last a while. So, okay, so let's put live shows on the side and just continue. Writing songs. Yeah, go to the studio. We have this great studio with uh, William Blackman. He's from England, William. So and he's a good friend and a great producer and had one of the most gorgeous studios you'll ever see it's on the top floor of a church in sweden Mm -hmm. and he has the entire yeah and he has the entire floor so you go there and you have a view of the entire city and it's an old church and it's kind of cool so yeah yeah, so when we basically said okay let's record songs and try to release as much as we can basically well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of the bands that I've ended up talking to on this podcast had a similar mentality when it came to the pandemic, where 
we didn't know exactly how long this was going to last. Hell, I remember that after the first month, I saw a tweet from uh, Chris Franzilla from uh, Attila where he's talking about how live shows and how like the full-on concert experience might not come back until fall of 2021, where luckily it looks like, especially in America, summer 2021 end up being the case, but still it gave this kind of perspective to where we might not be seeing live shows for a while. And from a band's perspective as well, where you guys aren't going to be touring for a while. So the mindset has to go from instead of what was and what should have been before the pandemic hit to what was currently during the pandemic in 2020. How can you make the most out of that time possible? And a lot of bands end up going into the studio, writing music, recording stuff, getting stuff mixed mastered, really focusing on the creative process in that front because that was what you could do. And then now take a look at everything that's happening now. You guys recently released the Nightmare EP. We've talked about other bands that have released a lot of incredible music already this year, and we still have basically a whole another half of the year to go with a lot of other incredible music still coming out. So yeah. it seemed like a lot of bands really focused in on this is the time that we have to write stuff. This time we have to focus in on what we want to do. And when it comes to creating music, you can try, you could have tried so many different things during that time too, because what else was there to do? You could try maybe mixing in some more metalcore stuff in there as well. Maybe you can mix some more hardcore punk stuff in there. Maybe you could have even gone and add like a synth kind of style to one of these punk rock songs. You never know what you might've been able to do. Hell, look at the curlies. Who knows what they do with the bagpipes during this time? Yeah, we need them. Who knows what Rasmus ended up coming up with in terms of different guitarists and different souls that he might have been working on. You never know, but the fact of the matter is you have and that during that time you had the time to experiment with literally as much as you wanted to in terms of creating new music and find out a bunch of different things. And then Claudia on your end as well, figuring out different things with different vocal pitches, different vocal styles, different vocal patterns, whatever it might have been to really maximize the overall effectiveness of whatever message you were trying to portray on any of these songs. Yeah, man, I think we've, we've been working a lot with the, trying to see, okay, as you say, can, can we do something maybe different? Can we, we have the time, let's try to do something. And I think Tricky Smile has always been very good at just writing a song in 10 minutes and then, and then go, oh yeah, they, this sounds good. Let's not change anything. So, but like, fight me and take it. The nightmares were all those things where I basically pick up a guitar and go, and just play the song. And then then you have Claudia and Louvre and Raz going, oh yeah, that that's a song. Let's do that. Let's just do exactly what you just did. Okay, did so, did someone remember? No, no one remembers. <laughs> but you, you have to kind of, and we have been really fortunate in that way that the, the music just comes easy. It, it's never any problem. And then Claudia is just got the rock star go with the vocals where she, she hears the song once and then she turns up and goes, oh, do you think these vocals will do? And you go, yeah, that Sounds nice. <laughs> like Fight Me Bitch. Uh, when we played it the first time, I was like, this is the melody. This is one of yeah. the melody for the whole song. And I already knew that. Yeah. When we just played it once. I just had it in my head. <laughs> I have to put I have to put something in the description that says Tricky Smile, the masters of the 10 minute song. 
but not yeah. 10 minute song in terms of 10 minutes in song length, t- 10 minutes in terms of coming up with the song in 10 minutes. Yeah. But I think it's kind of natural. And just if you tricky, the tricky sound has always been kind of easy. Just go and this is what I feel like. And then you go, Oh yeah, that's, that's a song. And that's a good riff or Rasmus turns up and goes, okay. It can't, it barely speaks, but then it goes, it basically plays you a riff and it goes, oh, that's a good riff, man. We need to use that. We need it somewhere. And so, and I think the, was it Take It? The outro and Take It? Or did you write that? You, yeah. Uh, you wrote that. But he has some part where he, where he basically just turned up, turned up in my apartment and just with the guitar and stood there and just played. And I was, is that for, I can't I can't remember the song, but it was some song, and I was like, "Is is it for that song?" And he was, "Yes, it's for that song. Do you like it?" And I was, "Dude, it's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We need to use that." Freaking Rasmus, man, just coming up with all this ramp stuff. And you guys, so you you were working on this stuff just randomly in your apartment. Okay, now I gotta ask: Did you guys know you hit something right, especially when you're playing it loud, and all of a sudden the neighbors are coming over knocking? Turn that down. It's like no. You're witnessing greatness happen. Yeah, uh, our, our neighbors just ask us to turn up. They really like it. Mm-hmm. Everybody okay. loves Trick Smile. Okay, then you got good neighbors because I had <laughs> neighbors before where, shoot, this was right before the pandemic hit. Me and three, me and my, uh, my best friend and like three of our friends, we were really just playing poker in our apartment. I didn't even have the music that loud, but I was playing a bunch of Volbeat because I was thinking, hey, it's five guys playing poker together drinking what's more fun to listen to than Volbeat? <laughs> so, and all of a sudden it was eight, it was eight 30 in the evening and we get a knock on our door and I'm like, Oh shit. Did someone order pizza or did someone else invite someone over? <laughs> it was the police. We're like, uh, I like, I sent them around to the front door cause our back door was not very well insulated and it's winter. So me and my buddy, we stuffed a bunch of like plastic bags in the cracks of the door in order to not let all the cold <laughs> air. in. So we're like, no, come to the other door. And I talk to him. He's like, yeah, we got a noise complaint from you guys. I'm like, for what? Yeah. Apparently your music is too loud. And I literally invited the guy in. I'm like, do you want to hear how loud our music is? Yeah. <laughs> he just seems like, this is what they complained about? Are, are, are they serious? I'm like, it, plus it's 8.30 in the freaking evening. So they probably complained an, a half hour early. So it was 8 p.m. Why would you be complaining about this stuff? I was not happy. But four months later, I moved. It could have been that, that they just really didn't like Volbeat. I, I don't understand why. I mean, they, they just need to, they probably just need to grab a couple of beers or, you know, just grab like, you know, like a gin and tonic, start drinking. All of a sudden you're going to enjoy it as much as possible. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah man. Should I need, I need your neighbors that are like, turn that crap up because all of a sudden I'll be here and it just all of a sudden like, okay, you know, I'm going to start playing some like Beartooth or Rise Against or some Bring Me the Horizon. I want people knocking on my door or people like not like throwing like little rocks in my window just to get my attention and all of a sudden having signs that say, turn that shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, sometimes I just sit on the balcony and play acoustic and people like are coming out and watching what is going on and yeah. things like that. It's pretty fun. Do you do that often? Uh, not that often, but sometimes. Yeah, but it, it, I think more often than most people. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a few times a week, maybe. A few times a week? I, I mean, that'd be freaking awesome. If it's awesome. warm, of course. If it's warm, of course. <laughs> 
it may be kind of nice all of a sudden just you're walking outside and all of a sudden you hear someone playing some good music acoustically you're just like oh this is really nice kind of adds the whole entire vibe with whatever the day is or even the evening just all right that's fun plus it's a lot for me it'd be a lot better than uh what i had to deal with when i was in college and all of a sudden it's just people playing whatever is currently popular on the top of 40 of whatever the most popular stuff is and it's just like okay i've heard this song i've heard these songs three thousand times you gotta play it again and then all of a sudden it's like on on the little balcony we had i'm like all right time to have some fun here so i rolled out a couple of speakers one time and people are like hanging on their balconies they're like they're playing they're playing their their music whatever might be and i'm like okay let's turn this up a notch and i think i just started blasting i want to say i started blasting like disturbed just because i thought it was going to be fun it was, and then people started to complain. I'm like, okay, now I got to definitely turn this around and have some more fun. So I'm like, well, I don't want to go heavy. I don't want to go like Slipknot heavy because then people are going to probably complain. Let's go with something that I enjoy, but we'll probably get these people to be like, well, that's not too bad. So I'm like, alrighty, Hollywood Undead, here we go. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good choice. <laughs> it's a really good choice. Oh, absolutely. Even the, I did that one time because uh, the apartment. this is my junior year, the apartment complex that I lived at, we had this balcony on the second floor and the driveway into the courtyard of this apartment complex was right over our balcony. So we were the, like where you would, if you wanted to walk in and we'd have these huge, massive tailgate parties before football games in that, uh, in that courtyard. So everyone that wanted to walk in had to walk on like right by our balcony. And there'd be times where I'd have, like, I'd be grilling out there, having a good time. I'd bring the speakers out there and I forgot who we were playing, but we, I just started blasting the Hollywood undead. And people were asking, like, can we come up to your apartment and party? And I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> didn't, didn't matter who they were. Didn't matter how good looking they were. All I, I'm like, I'm grilling for my friends and our friends. We're having a good time up here. We don't need to keep adding more and more people to steal my beer and potentially steal my laptop. I, I don't really want that. Plus, one, my roommate was working on something for his engineering class, like some in- insanely crazy, uh, like, uh, dolly robotic where just like kind of going back and forth down this long track because he was trying to set up while he was doing his uh because he was a big snow or skier so big on doing a bunch of tricks and stuff so he wanted to get this like track going so that he could basically shoot all his stuff himself yeah and it's like he he was really working on it during this time and people want to come up like no no no, you guys don't need to see that because <laughs> someone's gonna take that and then we're gonna and then me and my two other friends are gonna be responsible and i don't want to deal with that shit <laughs> but it's really good it, it, for us at least it feels nice to to know that live shows are happening again and even as you say if someone's playing the guitar on the balcony somewhere you go can i come can, can i join as well yeah, except I'd probably just be standing down there all of a sudden, be like, Kip. "It's like, why are you standing down there? I'm, I'm just listening, just enjoying yeah, the live performance." Just and all of a sudden, I'd be like, can, can, "It's like I see someone like, okay, we're gonna take, I'm gonna take like a 15 minute break. Okay, cool. I'm gonna run a liquor store and get some beer. I'm just gonna sit down here and uh, I'll just enjoy the music. All yeah. of a sudden, I'm gonna hear, "Hey, what? Can you get me some too? What do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but it feels nice though. We're starting to book shows again, finally. But so, and it feels just so good now, knowing that we we have a tour coming up. Begin later this year and beginning of next year. We we know we have shows and tours. So. 
Are they, are they fully booked right now, or is there still stuff going on in like uh, working out certain details, certain venues, maybe certain uh, like who is going to be also on the bills for those shows as well? Is there different things that are going on in terms of finalizing everything? Yeah, we know who we're playing, but we don't know who's gonna who are, who's gonna open for us and where we're gonna stay and how do we get there. We just know that yeah, we people basically we know that people want us to come and play. So, and that's all we know. So we have the dates, but details are are working. And you can't fully release everything until all those details are fleshed out, correct? Yeah. Again, that's I understand that completely, though. As much as I want to know, like, okay, where are you guys playing? Like, when are you guys playing? I want to know all that stuff. I totally understand that. There's certain things where you just can't say them right now, and I'm not going to push you. Do you want a podcast exclusive? I mean, I would love one if that's possible. We are playing Jävle in Sweden, uh, 6th of November. We're playing Jävle. And I can, re- I, I can give it that, but the, the other details are still working. Oh, trying to work out. But we do know that 6th of November is going to be released in, I think, a few weeks. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. And tickets are going to go out. So. Well, but, sh- well, I'll say, well, shit, by the time, uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, maybe some of those dates will end up being fleshed out as well in terms of being released so people know. But really when it comes down to it, November 6th, if you're if you're in Sweden, if you're around, what, what was the name of the place? Because I just don't want to mess up the name. Uh, music, who's at the, mu- the, the house of music, basically. Well, if you're going to be around there, definitely go and see Tricky Smell on November 6th, 2021, because, well, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm endorsing the idea. I, I, for you listening, I might not know who you are, but I'm endorsing the idea. So, come on, what else do you need? It's going to be an amazing show. I can give, I, I can guarantee you that it's going to be awesome. And and hopefully, just hopefully, there will be another band there in support of them with bagpipes. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> Call the curlies. We bring them to Sweden. We need the curlies. Yeah, bring the curlies to Sweden. Yeah. You're gonna have a blast with it. See, I mean, look, we're coming up with ideas already. When it comes to like really figuring out all these details, it's not, like we're kind of figuring right there. Hell, if you end up going to Prague, if you end up going anywhere in the Czech Republic, by God, just uh, literally call the curlies. And be like, hey, can can can, we, can you guys you want us to play with us? Or can we make some happen? All of a sudden, it'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Hey, there's you guys remember that bar you first found us at? Yeah, that's where we're gonna play. You're gonna be like, I'm gonna know where it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find it, man. <laughs> and then when you do, I'm probably gonna end up sending you a message and say, Hey man, can you please send me like the location of this thing so when I go over there I know exactly where to go for the cool one of the coolest music venues of all time? Yeah, man. We we I think we need to call the curlies and and call them out and just go, Where did you play? Where is it, man? Come to Sweden and then you can tell us where where was where, where was it and then all of a sudden tw- careless, I think. <laughs> and then 2022 rolls around and then some weird american guy named kevin shows up at that bar and just like i know this place yeah. it feels like greatness happens behind this yeah. door <laughs> next thing you do i open up and it's like the curlies again i'll be like i knew it <laughs> yeah if you see a wall and it, it, it's just a random door always open the door always I mean, that, that's my behind me uh, behind it. 
Ari, I'm going to take that. Oh, and, we might behind you there. I'm going to take that advice fully when it comes to my year, my next European trip, where it's going to be, if I see a random door that doesn't make any sense, open it because you never know what craziness might lie behind. However, I could get in a lot of trouble really fast with that kind of logic. Yeah, you could. But it's worth it. Yeah. And Tricky Smile could be playing. If Tricky Smile is playing, I'm I'm probably going to end up knowing about it before I even go there. Be like, okay, I know Tricky Smile is going to be here. Now I have to find the door. Yeah. (laughs) Start opening up every single door. Nope, that's a closet. Nope, that's the bathroom. (laughs) Nope, those are... God, I don't even know what those are. Close it. Open store. <gasps> Got it. Yeah, found it. <laughs> thousand doors of the charm. Yep, yep. Thousand doors of charm. That that might be the way to put it. <laughs> I'll open up every door in Prague to, to find them. <laughs> Finally found Tricky Smile. I'll find Tricky Smile and I'll find the curly. Kevin. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you guys are gonna get a crazy mosh pit going, and then of course I'm gonna end up jumping in there because I can't resist. Every time there's a mosh pit going. I want, I'm just like, I'm drawn to it. But there are times where also I'm like, oh, you know, am I a little bit hesitant to get in there? If I ever get to that point, I look at the person next to me and say, hey, man, push me. What? Just push yeah. me in there. <laughs> I'll get pushed in there. I'll get hit right away. And right when I get hit, something happens in my mind where I'm just like, there is no leaving this mosh pit tonight. Nah, you got to join the mosh pit. Oh, you absolutely have you to. It's, it's, it's too much fun. One of the last ones I was in, it was a smaller show. And all of a sudden... There are these like seven guys who are going to start a mosh, but they're like, okay, who's the guy we have to watch out for? And they all looked and they're like, that guy. And they point at me. I'm like, why me? I'm never the guy that you can point out. They're like, you're the, easily the most dangerous. You don't, you look like you could fly, but you also look like you could pack a punch. So it looks like any, like you're like the ultimate wild card in this situation. I'm just like, okay, I'll take it. Even though everyone, even though there was like, got, like the range in terms of weight was probably like, 20 to 30 kilograms on both sides between people. I'm just like, Jesus freaking Christ. How the hell am I going to have, like, I end up having to like try and like <laughs> go nuts on some of those big guys, just like shoulder check them. I end up yeah. getting a couple of them on the ground. I'm just like, yeah, woo. <laughs> it's like knock them on the ground. I went, woo. And then I picked them right back up because that's the rule. If yeah. if you get knocked, if if you see someone knocked down, pick them up because, yeah, well, you want to get them hurt. In it's just the rule. Exactly. That's why I want to, I mean, that's one of the main reasons why I want to go over to your result, just to see how you guys do mosh pits. Cause from what I've seen and what I've heard, they're a lot crazier than they are here. And that just makes me excited. Yeah, man. They're, it's just, they, if you manage to win over the people, cause I think if you manage to win over, win over the crowd of Sweden, if you manage to get the crowd on your side, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest crowd in the world to even to get them to dance. It's mm-hmm. not that easy, but if you get the people of Sweden to dance, they like you. Yeah, you got it, man. So, mm-hmm. and what, basically, when when a Swedish crowd like a band, they truly love the band, and they just go for it. And then they mosh like it's no tomorrow, and they just go for it. So why would you say that Sweden, the Swedish crowd is the hardest crowd to get behind? You're like to have get like basically win over the crowd. Why is it the hard? Why are the hardest to win over the crowd? We have too many good bands, I think. Sweden is full of really good bands, so I think people are spoiled. So if you turn up and you're a good band, it doesn't really necessarily mean that the crowd thinks they're good because they they saw the Hawkins or the Dahmers or Curly's the night before. Yeah, and, and it's like, yeah, if the curlies can't make the people dance, it's it's 
it's going to be a hard go. But and I think I think that's the that's one of the biggest things with playing in Sweden that it's hard to win the crowd. But if you do win the crowd, you get paid back in in, in double. So. Oh, I've I've seen that happen here in the U.S. with um shoot as I've seen this was. October 2019, I was seen after the burial and motionless in white. And mm-hmm. after the burial, what just went absolutely nuts during their set. It was so much fun. I had the worst, the the worst uh, mosh pit injury I've ever had during that show. And then all of a sudden, motionless in white is coming on next. And now it's okay. It's two weeks before Halloween. You get the creepy aesthetic vibe going, and the crowd is already amped up from after the burial. So for motionless in white to win over the crowd, they're gonna have to go absolutely like nuts and just really do something special. They come up for the first song, and the crowd is still so amped up from after the burial. The crowd is going absolutely insane. Yeah, the guys from Moses White quickly recognize this to the point where they completely like scrapped the first half of their like their set list because of how crazy the crowd was going. So next thing you know, they end up playing like three or four songs off of their initial Creatures album, which was just like, how the hell, why are you guys doing this? But the crowd was absolutely loving it. So right from that, it's just kind of like they worked on the fly and they completely won over the crowd. I've seen that happen before where, you know, you do get spoiled at certain points as well, because this was the week after that same show. I was in uh, Minnesota. I was in Minneapolis and I forgot who the band to op- like fully open the show was, but then Beartooth goes on. And it's Beartooth, it's Caleb Shomo, he has seven songs, and it was one of the most energetic pieces of live music I've ever seen in my entire life. The crowd was over the moon into this thing. It was ridiculous. Then I Prevail goes on after them. They they open up with Bow Down, and the crowd was getting into it because you're showing the same energy that Beartooth had. But then they start to bring in some of their other stuff off of the Trauma album, and it has a little bit of a softer, lighter sense to it, and the crowd really kind of lost, like, got lost. Uh, Where it was, we just went through Beartooth, which is super duper energetic, super duper freaking crazy. And then you get I Prevail, and they're just not able to hold that kind of uh, energy that Beartooth is able to have. So for me, it's like that's the only time I've seen them, and I kind of have a sour taste in my mouth. But it's all based on placement. Had they been switched, holy shit, I would have enjoyed I Prevail a lot more. Especially with a day to remember being the headliner for that, because... If you have Beartooth and then a day to remember, that that constant energy of the show, the fans are still going to be into it because that energy is still there. But yeah. going from Beartooth to I Prevail, it's like that energy started out there, but then it really went down quick. And it's just like, I Prevail is a good band, don't get me wrong. It's just on that build, the placement, if they would have been on the other side, it would have been a lot better. And I can see kind of like some of the like Swedish crowd as well, where you get so spoiled with like some of these amazing, fantastic bands where you expect the best. But yeah. when you get the best, you realize it and you really get behind it. That's why if I, when I go over to Sweden, if I get to see you guys play live in Sweden, my plan is I've done this with my best friend before. We were, It was a little like outdoor festival here in Wisconsin in January of 2020. And there was some local punk rock band that was literally playing on this little stage. And my buddy's like, dude, they're, their set's almost over. We should go over there and start a mosh pit. My best friend does not do any of this stuff at all. But he thought it would be funny. I'm like, okay, fuck it. Let's go. And we get there and the band's like, all right, this is our last song. And he looks at me. So how do we start this mosh pit up? I just pushed him as hard as I possibly could to a huge crowd of people. He comes back and does the exact same thing to me. Now I've got a 30 person mosh pit going in the middle of winter outside at this like local punk rock show. And it was just people are having so much fun there. I'm just like, you just need to know how to get, even as a person in the crowd, you just need to know how to get the crowd going. Yeah, man. 
I think you did. it's the same thing as we need. If you're a good band, you're going to have a hard time. If, if you're an amazing band, people of Sweden are going to dance a bit. But you have to be an amazing band. You can't be a good band. You have to be the best of the best, basically. So. Well, when it comes to being a good band, you got to have good music. And I do want to talk about the Nightmare EP a little bit more as well, because it did recently come out on the same day as one of the great punk rock acts of all time released one of their albums. It came out on June 4th, 2021. Same day as you guys know what I love, Rise Against. Same day as that album. So, of course, now we're getting a good punk rock. We got a great punk rock release day on that day. I'm just going to put it that way. So, with the Nightmare EP, when it came out, what was the initial response from the fans that you saw in terms of the reception of the EP, what people liked about it? What were people really talking about this EP with? I think uh, I think uh, we basically only got good response. I think, really good, yeah, yeah, really good. People have, people really like the Nightmares EP, and the, I think because it's it's kind of punk rock and it's kind of fast, and but it's still kind of like the name would suggest. It's kind of dark and harsh at times, but. It's still like dance worthy, if if you know what I mean. It's it's not all death metal. It's more like punk rock and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people have mostly been liking the EP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about uh, the helicopters? Uh, no, I have not. Dude, check out the helicopters. Yeah, you have to. Uh, Fuck the curlies. Check out the helicopters first. First the helicopters, then you go curlies. Yeah. But one of the members over there, uh, Degen, we sent him uh, our CD, and uh, he really liked it. Yeah, man. We he even uh, had like, some, like uh, showed it on yeah. his Instagram and everything. It was nice. We basically printed, I think, a, f- a few CDs and we sent them to people we we like. like, and we went, "Here you go. That's it. That's all we're gonna print." For now, when we go on tour, we're gonna print more. But for now, you're gonna get a one-off. If we like you, you're gonna get a CD. So we did that, and we got three again from Backyard Babies and the Helicopters, and we got Thunder Mother, yeah. and and all these great bands. And we we've, we've been friends with them since. They, I think they really like it. Yeah, exactly. We're just big fans of their music, so it feels good when your heroes go, this is good, guys. You're doing well. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely going to be something where when people that you really admire all of a sudden are talking very positively about what you're doing, it does give you this little bit of extra motivation, a little bit of extra confidence because... You've been looking up to these people for a certain number of years, maybe forever as well. And then you finally create your own music in terms of something that, you know, you're going to send them and see what they say about it. And next thing you know, they come back and they're like, hell yeah, this is fucking awesome. And you're just thinking, we have this. This is it. We have now that's not we have done it, but we have done something because by saying we have done it, it feels like then that's it. That's the end. But there's so much more still to be done. Turkish Smile will come with more stuff. Oh, absolutely. And for everyone listening, if when it comes to the Nightmare EP, when it comes to it, if you're going to be thinking, okay, 
if you're going to ask me, Kevin, what kind of, what song should I start out with in terms of the EP? If I'm just going to listen to one song and really get into tricky smile, honestly, out of all of them, I thought panic was going to be the one. If you're going to look for a launching point in a tricky smile, that's the one to go with. I got to take a look at my notes on this one because I don't want to mess this up because I think this is the song that you guys initially reached out to me about. Cause I, I, I remember looking at the single artwork. I'm like, I remember this artwork from like 2020. So I'm like, there's something just really connect even because I, it was always the artwork that showed up whenever I'd open up my work Spotify because I'd always use it for just like research purposes. I never listened off of it. But the last thing I listened to on it was Panic by Tricky Smile. So always in the corner on the desktop, it would have the album artwork, it would have the name, it would have the band name. So like that artwork just sticks in my head every yeah. single time. But when it's I listen to it, like it's, it's like... I, yeah, like when I listened to it, like initially I kind of started on like this has like this like early like hair metal style. It's like thinking like Take Me to the Top by Motley Crue is and it starts out with, but then added a rougher kind of punk guitar over it. Then you get to the verse, it gives more of that punk and grunge inspired sound that transforms into a more full sound, more louder sound that the song builds on. The one thing I absolutely have to give credit for is Claudia's vocals because in my opinion, the vocal power was kept a little bit lower, a little bit grittier in the verses, but then amplified in the chorus like we had seen in the previous two songs on the EP because it's the third song on the EP. But this is just for a second because then she drops back low to give more of that punk grunge vibe out of it. The pacing is more of like that hard rock style throughout the whole entire song. So there's a whole lot here. And again, this thing is the best place when it comes to Tricky Smile. Panic is a song is a great launching point into it. However, when it comes to the EP though, I know you guys probably put uh, like ordered these songs in the playthrough for a reason. So always listen to them from top to bottom. But if you're looking yeah. for the launch point to get into them, start with Panic for sure. Yeah, you, I think a lot of bands do this where you release an album and no one listens to the album. They, they basically grab one song, which they like. And bands do go through a lot of work to... Uh, work out how the, the entire album is going to look. We don't just mix them in. We, we work hard to make it, make it good and make it sound like the, the entirety of the EP is going to be good. It's not just a, a bunch of singles. It's, it's, it's a good EP, man. Well, just the way music is consumed today in terms of different streaming services, everything on the internet, because it's so easy just to listen to one song and that's it. And you're not invested into listening to a whole entire album. Where it comes from my end when I come to listen to these things, especially when I do different album reviews, of course, I'm going to listen to them from top to bottom because that's how the artist intended you to listen to the whole entire album. Of course, there's going to be certain songs that I listen to that I'm going to like a little bit, I'm going to like more, that I'm going to return to a lot more. That's just the way it is on any like on any music, though. It doesn't matter who it is. But when you listen to it from top to bottom, you get a completely different experience. And I think a great example of this would be the 2018 album from Architects, Holy Hell, because if you listen to it from top to bottom, what I found in that album was they described the five stages of grief that they went through from losing Tom Cyril. From, like, oh. denial. Was it denial? I can't think of it. It's like denial, anger, bargaining fear and acceptance like yeah. they go through all five stages in that whole entire album it is ridiculous going from top to bottom on that thing so Ooh. that's pretty much where like when i came to me like really trying to get into like the whole entire listening to album the way that the artist intended to whether it's an ep album whatever it might be from top to bottom architects holy hell is the perfect way to look at it and then go from there because i did the same thing with bear Tooth's new album below and it was ridiculous especially going through it from 
the start with below and then all everything in between and then the uh instrumental the last riff that ended it and it's just the way that the album was constructed to go deep within Caleb Jumbo's mind and everything that goes into like the depths of your in mind and depths of these internal struggles and the last rip kind of like pulling you out of it, but also realizing that, the, you know, it's not over. Like you're going to constantly have to deal with this shit. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. You need to listen to this whole entire thing through and through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if a, if a band releases anything more than a single, if it's an EP or an album, you need to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you like the band, you need to listen to the whole thing. Don't just listen to a few songs. Because, I mean, there's not one part of Nightmares which we don't like. We love it all. And we've worked our asses off with everything in the, the EP. So we, we really want people to listen to the entirety of it and listen to... Listen to it from top to bottom. That's why we have the intro on the EP. We want to set the mood. Oh, absolutely. And like another one for fans, if like for some reason, because again, I know the fans as well. I know a lot of people that listen to, you know, like one song and as they try and get into it. Another song that'd be a good launching point into the Tricky Smile is going to be the song, in my opinion, is going to be the song Take It. And the reason I say it is because it does have this rougher hard rock intro into it. And it does, I love how the drumming is done to kind of give this more of an anthemic build overall. And the rougher guitar tone brings out the core sound that Tricky Smile has throughout this EP. So we're getting more of this hard rock anthemic style with the rock punk rock inspirations that you end up having. But as we jump into the verses, again, that anthemic drive just comes out a little bit more powerful. And it reminded me of a kind of like the anthemic drive that Hailstorm has on their music. So yeah. now I'm like can making these connections. I'm like, holy shit, this is interesting. But it's how the song keeps this build and how Claudia's vocals end up building through, you know, this it's like I've seen you build consistently on your vocals throughout the album and on take it you did kind of a very similar thing in that but with the anthemic drive behind the song in terms of the instrumentals it was exactly what was needed here to give a lot more energy and a lot more life into the song so if you like that hard rock anthemic style especially if you're a big fan of Hailstorm if you're a fan of Lizzie Hale if you're a fan of any of that stuff if you want to get into Tricky Smile, start out with Take It because you're just going to end up connecting with the band on that end. You're also going to get the core sound of their punk rock inspired sound with the guitar tone as well, which will easily allow you to get in other songs like, of course, Panic Like Fight Me Bitch and, of course, Smile, Nightmare, and then, of course, even the intro with Alone. Yeah, I think we we really like doing the intro on this yeah. one. Uh, fun fact, the whole thing is made with one guitar. Everything. Yeah. Even the, the heartbeat. Even yeah. the heartbeat. Jeez, Rasmus really went nuts on that one then. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun to do. I think it we you layer the layer the guitar and you do all the small like sounds and you try to build it till it sounds big and full. So, but we kind of struggled with the heartbeat because we we made the rule you have to do it with the guitar, and I was like. How does how the hell am I gonna sound like a heartbeat on the guitar? And we tried to get something, and after a while, just beating the guitar like hard and all you can, it sounds like a heartbeat. It kind of does, which is really wacky. But then again, it's you're getting this consistent feel throughout the whole entire thing, where you're always gonna be able to like like each song doesn't no song sounds out of place. In terms of, I'm trying to think of a good example where, 
shoot i i'm trying to think of an example where like i was listening to an album and all of a sudden it's like there's here's a song where all of a sudden it just like you're listening to the album and then this one song comes on and it just doesn't it's like it might be a good song but it just doesn't necessarily feel like it should fit on there i know i'm trying to even think because i know i've reviewed albums this year where there i'm trying can't remember what band it was but it was like man this song just does not sound like it should, it's like or uh might have been one of the might have been the while she sleeps album where it was like there's a song on there where it just the way the where it was placed i'm like this is it doesn't seem like it makes sense it just doesn't sound right but then i'm like if you kind of broke this out and put this as its own single holy shit is a song powerful on yeah. the album run through it might be a little bit choppy but then again you go through the whole entire album run through then you get to the end of that album it's like okay now this makes sense that it's in here yeah and it's it's kind of hard to do that where you have to look at all your songs and go these don't fit this is these are come, gonna come later but so and it's a lot of work trying to get an album together. It is. To, even if we have like 40 songs, to pick the songs that that are gonna fit on the album and what kind what kind of feeling do you want behind the album? How do you want that the entire album to sound? You don't just go, yeah, here are 14 good singles, enjoy. You can't really do that. It, it's not gonna goes great you have to look at Beatles and go okay the Beatles did they have this model where the entire album is going to be amazing you have to you have to do the entire album good and it's gonna gonna have to mean something because you don't want to listen to music that doesn't mean anything and doesn't put you in a, in a mood and so we work hard with that no, that's one of the major reasons why, like, for myself, I don't listen to really anything with, like, more of the modern pop sense, or, like, pop music, just because a lot of times, if you listen to the meaning, it's like, oh, party, have fun, drink this, and I'm just like, I just can't get behind that, because it just seems way too superficial. It's like, yeah, it's fun, I totally understand why people like it, but there's this realness and this rawness that just is completely missing, versus all of a sudden, it's like, okay, now I'm starting to listen, I'm like, I'm in the gym, like, okay, what am I listening to? I'm listening to Beartooth, it's like, yeah, of course, you can get that hard, energetic style that's going to be fun, that's going to be, that's going to amp you up, but there's certain things that you really get in deep with it. Hell, even today when I was working, I was like, okay, started my cardio session, hit shuffle on my playlist, and all of a sudden, the first thing that comes down is erase me by make them suffer, I'm just like, okay, here the, here we fucking go. <laughs> Even though it goes hard, it goes heavy as all hell. I mean, listening to it, it, it helps get you in this like certain mindset, but there's so much depth behind a lot of these songs, especially within rock and metal that I know a lot of people that are more in the pop culture scene don't necessarily get to see, but it's, there's so much more there. And when it comes to different pop music, what I see now is when pop music, when they release albums, it kind of feels like just a collection of singles. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's, I get the fact that that's what people like. And that's what people want. But when you look through it, it's like, okay, this song, like you listen to the album run through a lot of these songs, it's a placement just doesn't necessarily make sense on a full album run through when it comes to rock and metal. Holy shit. You like, you listen to the album from top to bottom. You get a completely different experience than you do with just those singles, because now you get to see how this album kind of came into place. Again, using architects is the perfect example with the Holy hell album. If I listen to just these songs from single, a single perspective, I'm never gonna. I'm. I would never fe really feel the full power of what they went through losing Dan or Tom Cyril and really trying to figure out how to go forward with Architects after their principal songwriter end up unfortunately dying of cancer. But you go through top to bottom, and then you get to feel the emotion of that process. And if you ever lost someone so close to you that you loved, uh, unfortunately to death, 
now you get to relate to that a little bit more because you get to see what other people have gone through and you're able to get more in touch with yourself as well through that. Even though if you look at popular culture, you're going to say, oh, no, it's all screaming and angry and whatnot. Uh, for those that wish to exist, top the popular charts in the UK. So I think there's definitely something more behind it than just what you think is just angry. Yeah, man. And we try to do the same thing when when we put on like a live show, when we try to plan for it, a live show, we try to go, okay, let's not let's not go on stage and play all our songs. Let's put on a show. And what kind of mood do we want people to be in? And sometimes you want to go, yeah, let's just play the sexy songs. Let's just make them boogie. And I'd like to go, nah, it's going to be a punk rock kind of night. And it, or you go, nah, okay, it's going to be a metal night and it's going to be party. So, and we try to do the same thing with the albums and EPs where we go, okay, this is the mood we want people to be in when they listen to it. And that, again, that, that makes total sense. Hell, when it comes to live, say, I remember this was, shoot, almost nine, 10 years ago. I went to go see Bruce Springsteen play live, and he ended by covering Twist and Shout. That's how he ended the show. And he could have he ended with Born to Run. He could have ended with Thunder. He could have ended with a lot of different stuff from his, uh, his catalog. But he ended with the cover of the Beatles because all of a sudden, the, we're in Chicago. The lights go on at Wrigley Field. And people are just like ending the sh- ending the show in a fun, dancing kind of good mood. Yeah, so it's, if, if so, people are leaving the, leaving the ballpark that night, and all of a sudden, everyone's just like having a good time. Still, everyone's just enjoying themselves. The bars were getting packed. I couldn't walk into a bar because I was only seventeen years old at that point, so that was not going to happen. Actually, probably could have snuck in there somewhere, but might not have been the best idea because then I probably would have gotten uh, a little bit in trouble. But yeah, see, the, but like the fact of the matter is, is when it comes down to a lot of these, like when it comes to like building on uh, a set list, yeah, you're going to end up having certain songs that you're going to want to play all the time because of how people really connect them. They might be your most popular, but if you're going to try to really set up a certain mood for that show, like if it's going to be a smaller, more intimate show, then all of a sudden you're going to want to do some different things. You're going to want to maybe play something that's a little bit slower, maybe play a couple of songs that are a little bit softer just because of the way it is. Yeah. Another great example that honestly I got to use Rise Against is this because I've seen them so many times they go so full on full force punk rock because you're outdoors you're in a music like you're in a you're like you're in a concert hall you're in a barn whatever it might be and it's just people are packed together like a freaking can of sardines and you're just going nuts in a pit and I love that kind of style but in 2019 I get did get to see them they played all their stuff acoustically at the Chicago Theater and it was just this completely different mood. Yeah, but just the setting and just the way that the show, like where the show was, what were the people that were going to be there? You weren't going to be able to mosh it in a in a full on theater where they put on productions of Shakespeare. It's not going to happen. But to have a whole entire have Rise Against a punk rock band play everything acoustic with a bunch of like orchestral instruments in the background in a theater, are you freaking kidding me? The mood was completely different, but it was incredible. Yeah, sounds like that must have been epic. Yeah. No, it was beautiful. But like understanding the fact that when it comes to building a live set or in a live show, understanding where the venue that you're going to, what the type of crowd that's going to be there, and the amount of people that are going to be there, then you can tailor the show to really give the best experience possible for that kind of a style. Because if it's somewhere all of a sudden you're going to have more people sitting down and more people spaced out, yeah, you're going to not want to go with something like super duper insanely heavy because 
the like the vibe just isn't going to match. But if you're going to be somewhere where you know you're going to have like what the Curleys did with a random room in Prague, <laughs> where you open the door, there's 450 18 year old girls doing a wall of death. Yeah, you're going to want to go hard as all hell. Yeah, you, basically, no matter what to do, you have to just bring it. Even if it's if it's an if it's a quiet night, bring it. You you have to go full on. You can. People are gonna notice if you half-assed, but you have to just bring it all you got. All right, Albert. Now I expect this when I get to see you for the first time is because every night you got to just bring it. I want to see you walk out in a t-shirt from Dwayne the Rock Johnson that says "Just Bring It." Yeah. Oh, Dwayne. <laughs> I'm, I'm using my very minimal knowledge that's left over from the WWE to pull that out of my ass right now. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean, crowds are hard if you. If you try to cheat people and have, if you have a bad night on tour, basically, and people people are gonna notice. You have to, even if it's a bad night for you, even even if you're tired or it's been a long tour or whatever, you have to you have to give it all you got because people are gonna notice if you if you slack off. No, absolutely. I, I got another example for that one as well. This was May of 2019. I was seeing Seven Dust and In This Moment. I, I really like Seven Dust set. They just came out. They brought it. In This Moment, it was definitely more the theatrical standpoint of it with Maria Brink doing all the different like and every, all the different stage props around there. And for me, that's not necessarily my style. And the show did seem like it kind of took a little bit longer than need to, especially with the transitions, because all of a sudden, okay, Maria Brink goes out, does a costume change, comes back three minutes later. It's like, okay, we had to wait three minutes. Like, it, it really ruins the whole entire flow of the show. And I was going to, and I kind of left a little, little bit of sour taste in my mouth until at the end of the show, all of a sudden, like, I'm leaving the venue, I'm leaving the, uh, the venue, and all of a sudden I see the stage in front of the stage. There's still a good amount of people in front of the stage. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So I walk over there. And Maria Brink is sitting there for 20 minutes just talking with fans, just answering questions, taking pictures with people. I'm just like, that completely changed the whole entire show around because even if it wasn't for me, even though like sometimes I even heard people say the show is a little bit rough to go through because of how long the costume changes were taking. I mean, that can just take it from, you know, people maybe being iffy on a show to enjoying it and wanting to become a fan and become a fan of the band for the rest of their lives because you took the time to really connect with them, even if the show might have been an off night. Because you, you're never because you're never gonna be perfect. You, it's impossible to be perfect. Yeah, but you have to try. You have well, to try, have but because the, people deserve good music. You have to try, but if and if for some reason you know something happens, something goes wrong, it's how you respond to that. Because I've seen I've seen it where I've seen bands where where all of a sudden like the sound wasn't going right, and I've heard the the lead singer complain for 25 minutes that the sound wasn't right, and it was. I'll put it this way: I've not, I've not seen that band again ever, and I probably won't because of how like it was a bad experience. Hell, I've seen things where all of a sudden <laughs> the guitar goes out for like ten minutes, like they can't figure out what's going on, and all of a sudden you're wondering what the hell is going on, and the lead singer comes down in the middle of the crowd. And we start drinking together, like he starts drinking with people in the middle of the crowd. We're like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to be, though. Just really take the like take the crowd, take what they're giving you, and really yeah. maximize on that. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when me and Oliver, we were at uh, Lollapalooza here in Sweden, and we went to Frank Hart and Rattlesnake show, of course, it was the yep. first time for us. And uh, Oliver was like, 
fucking hell, because someone just went at him. And I was like, Oliver, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, what? I was like, it is Frank. He just pushed Frank fucking Carter. <laughs> and he was like, what? Yeah. He was just dancing with us and he was singing in the crowd. It was so amazing. It was, it was nice. <laughs> and he just, he just full on pushed Frank Carter because, hey, he's in the crowd. I, I totally understand that, though. I've seen times where all of a sudden different band members will jump into the crowd. I've seen people jump into the pit as well. And it's like, you know, even if you're the band, if you're the lead, if you're the car spaces, whatever it might be, because I've seen a bunch of that happen. When it comes, if like you're going to be in the pit, you know, you're probably going to end up getting hit once or twice. I've seen that happen with Atreyu. One time I saw Butcher Babies and both the uh, female lead singers, they went into the pit and were like thrashing around and just and going absolutely nuts, even like jumping in for a full on breakdown. I'm just like, holy shit, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, but man, I need to put that on my tombstone when I die. I, I, mosh pit, I, I pushed Frank Carter across the, across the mosh pit. <laughs> it's just awesome <laughs> it was, fun. it, it was yeah. funny as hell yeah. <laughs> to be honest See, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to do the same thing at one of the festivals I go to because uh, I'm going to make sure that when Hyrule the Heroes are going to be at one of these festivals and I know that sometimes he'll jump in the mosh I'm like I'm going to be ready for that because I, yeah. I, I want to just be like okay I want to go absolutely crazy and mosh this guy because he goes nuts it's like if I knock him down or he knocks me down I don't care because I know whoever knocks down whoever the person that did the knocking down will pick that person up and it's just going to be a blast yeah. but if I if I knock him if it's like also what happens if I knock him a little too hard I'd be like then there might be a little bit of an issue but then again, you're in the mosh pit man what, what do you expect yeah man if lead singer goes down to the mosh pit you you get what you deserve, basically. If you go into the mosh pit, be prepared to be pushed. Exactly. So again, if I get, whenever I get a chance to see you guys play live, I'm expecting one of you to jump in the mosh and be like, oh, "My turn." That's gonna be Rasmus. He's the crazy <laughs> yeah, one. Probably. <laughs> then I got a feeling all of a sudden if I hit, if I if I uh, if I basically knock him over too hard, I'm gonna end up getting a guitar smashed over my head. I, I, he's. You never know what it's gonna do. It, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> what, watch, also, I'll get a guitar. guitar player, but he's crazy. And it, he's a lot of fun. And he's a, the nicest guy, but it's crazy, man. I'll say, watch, I'll end up getting a guitar. He'll end up smashing guitar in my head. He'll be like, why the hell would you do that? All of a sudden, it's like, that's like the worst thing could have done. We're going to get we're gonna get in so much trouble. Oh, he did it to Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God that he did it to Kevin. And all of a sudden, you're going to see me knocked out. It's like... Kevin, you okay? Like face down the floor. Kevin, you okay? You're gonna see my hand go up like this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's fine. We're gonna keep playing. Just move him off to the side until he's until he catches his breath. <laughs> yeah, you got a less Paul over your head. Are you okay, Kevin? Are you alive? Now that would be one hell of a story. But when it yeah. comes, I got. I want to close out. I'm gonna close out the Nightmare EP with when I listened to it. I did do. I did run through each song. I did always compile like an overall kind of thing to it, so I could put my thoughts all together. What I wrote was. Overall, Tricky Smell brings a lot of that classic rock and punk tone that has been missing in rock music today. They don't really try and pull anything off with some electronic inclusions, some crazy distortions. They just go with what they want, and they aren't going to stop doing it. I do think they have a great core with the rougher guitar tone and the garage-inspired sound to their punk rock and hard rock feel. When it comes to the vocal pattern, Claudia, the one thing I have to say about it is when I went through all the songs, the vocal pattern did sound rather similar. However, the full run-through, I mean, it does feel like, you know, it does feel like, okay, the vocal pattern gets a little bit the same. However, the power behind it does 
stand on its own so i totally understand the move to go there where it works throughout the whole entire song because of how well it works the rougher guitar tone so you really have some going here and the sound is incredibly accurate on that point enjoy this one if you like that modern hard rock sound and the punk rock sound and want to take all the electronic distortions out of it if you want something that has that more raw right in your face feel tricky smiles the way to go thank you ma'am thanks a lot <laughs> So as we bring this podcast to a conclusion, one thing I like to do is give my guests, and that's both Claudia and you, Oliver, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug. So right now, the floor is yours. Okay. I think, listen to Tricky Smile. We are amazing. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll be able to release the full tour soon. And we're really looking forward to be able to meet people and meet all fans because we have fans from a lot of places in the world and we really want to meet them and really want to go there finally. So it's going to be awesome to, it feels good to have a few dates and you had a lot of dates and a, a big tour planned, but and it's going to be even more fun to release it. We can't really say anything yet because we need we need to work out the details, basically. So, but it's going to be amazing. So, but listen to Nightmare CP. That's all I want to say. Listen to it, and we'll see if it shows. That is a great way to put it. Now, I think it's my time to uh, close this out with three things I like to close out with. The first is. So yes, Tricky Smile, they're going to be going on tour some point later in the year. When it comes to that time, it's going to be released, and you're going to want to know when these dates are, where they're going to play, how much everything costs to get to see Tricky Smile, where to listen to the Nightmare EP, how to stream it, and how to stay connected with Tricky Smile. You're going to want to follow all their socials. You're going to want to subscribe to their YouTube channel. You're going to want to be notified anytime anything gets out. So you want to keep tabs on their website. You're going to want to listen to the uh, Nightmare EP on stuff like Spotify and Apple Music. But I know what you're saying. Kevin, why do we have to look all this up, man? You know it would be a lot easier if you just put in the description of the podcast, say, find Tricky Smile online, and you put the label on everything, and then put the links to all their socials, where we can stream their music, where we can find about their tour dates, so that we don't have to look it up ourselves. Can you do that for us, Kevin? And you guys know I always do that for you. So make sure you look at the description of the EP or not the description of the podcast, you'll find find Tricky Smile online and all the links will be there for you to keep connected. Now, the second thing is, so this is something I like to do whenever I have guests in the podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on the podcast. So this happens 100% of the time. I have yet to find a band that I will that, that has not earned this promise and you guys have not broken that tradition yet. So here's the promise I'm making to you. This is not an if. This is not an if. This is a when I get to see Tricky Smile perform live for the first time. Hopefully what it looks like in 2022 when I get to come over to Europe. Yeah, my man. promise to you is this. First round's on me. Oh, oh yeah. You're a good man. <laughs> Unless we're in Prague and we're trying to find that uh, that venue <laughs> and we need to get drunk as all hell, then I'm just going to start buying everything and be like, okay, yeah. we need to do this now. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, we're going to be drunk as all hell. We're going to stumble some random bar. We're going to find this bar with this random middle door. We're going to be like, oh, is that it? And you're going to hear a bagpipes guitar song and be like, oh, that's it. It's the curlies. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now with the fact that I've got people 
be able to find everything out about Tricky Smile. And I've made you the promise of seeing you for the first time live. That first round's on me, unless it's the whole entire Prague thing where I'm going to be buying a lot more drinks for us. I can't end this podcast in all good conscience with a goodbye because that seems too final. That ain't fucking happening. I'm not, this ain't going to be the only time I see you guys or talk to you. So yeah. I can't end it with goodbye. I have to end it with this. See you later. See you later, later man. Well, well, folks, that was my interview with the band Tricky Smile out of Sweden. So remember, when it comes to Tricky Smile, you're going to want to make sure you're in the know with them with all their music on all their socials and when they're going to go back on tour later in 2021. So you're going to want to make sure, again, connect to their socials on their Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream your music and just everything. So look at the link description below. It's going to say find Tricky Smile online. All the links are going to be there. All of the Tags are going to be there as well. Also, another thank you to Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this video. Again, you get 15% off using the code MSOTD at checkout. Link in the description below to send you right there. Please remember to follow everything with MSOTD Rocks on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, MSOTD Rocks. You'll find the Core Progression Podcast there. And if you're listening and just streaming the audio, you can stream on Spotify Podcast and iHeartRadio. Also, we have a link tree that if you look at our like uh, Twitter and our Instagram, the link tree is all there. It's always updated with the latest podcast episode, latest YouTube videos, whatever it might be. It's all there for you. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you like it. Again, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. On that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MCD Rocks, Rock and Roll Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes of the Big Healthy and Hearty. See ya.